Um, so, uh, we have very important business to deal out, lads, um, because you're on this podcast. It's time to dish out our CODs of the season. This fella Ronaldo is a COD. I don't care what he's got. I thought he, yeah. he was fucking dreadful. Lord Lubbock, he's the guy who ran away and left his wife for a young one. Um. Da 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 da. Now, we're going to see a, very, a lot of familiar themes uh, in this. So, uh, Neil, would you like to uh, serve up what has been your favourite dish um, this season? I think it's fair to say. Yes. A bit of a, a, spiella, a Spanish paella of sorts, if you will. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Spanish shit paella. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my card of the week, or card of the year, um, has been Barcelona. From top to bottom, a fucking dumpster fire of uh, just absolute garbage. I, I just culminating uh, in an 8-2 loss to Bayern Munich. That was scarcely believable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, they were so, just, so rewarding. So, oh, so, so great to see. But yeah, they were just utterly, completely tonked. And yeah, so... Just Barcelona now are faced. Barcelona are now attempting to go into a rebuild with with Ronald Koeman. But let's be clear here, right? The reason that they're going for Ronald Koeman again, this is the same issue they've had. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually quite like Koeman as a coach. He's done really well with the Dutch squad. But he turned the job down seven months ago. This is the point I was going to make. This is the point I was going to make. Coleman is still not their first choice manager. He's they still want Javi to take the to take the job first, oh, but Javi will say no. And then they asked, and they're curious enough. They asked Carlos Puyol to take the job, and he said no as well. He's happy to stay where he is as a youth coach. So they're trying to do like this internal promotion, like the Guardiola switch they did years ago, and no one's biting. And then they kept going further afield. And I I do know that the uh, Pochettino, of course, they wanted to get him in. But of course, he's an Espanol fucking elitist. So he's, he's not going to... He's gonna... made quite a number of disparaging comments about yes. Barcelona. It's like, he ain't getting the fucking... Do you know who else they tried to ask when I was searching up for Barcelona bullshit? They inquired about Jurgen Klopp to take <laughs> over the Barcelona job, right? They're one of the presidential candidates who's likely to get in to replace Bartolomeu said, like, if he gets in, he'll sign Jurgen Klopp. Which is like right up there with let's make America great again when it comes to it's it's not slogans. Well, like the club are completely crazy. So they're broken. They're in a complete sham, and they need to clear out. Yeah. So Bartomeu is now taking the baton. Um, <laughs> he's decided to actually be somewhat presidential, considering that this is his last term, and he's just he's not getting in again. I don't think he can actually. He can't. And, no, it's the same no. as the. You only can serve three or four terms. Yeah. So, and any kind of continuity um, 
candidate will just not get in because he will not want to be associated with him. So he's decided to take a firm hand, take the baton and go for it. Um, so he said he's going to clear out those who are mostly responsible. Um, including yourself, I presume. <laughs> in, uh, which will be himself and the coach that they just hired seven months ago. Uh, and, you and know, the sporting and, director, I assume, which is yeah, now, no, the, new person the, yeah. outside of Eric Abidal. Yeah, so the, the sporting director, Eric Abidal, and his right-hand man, um, Plains, they're going to conduct extensive transfer business. And this is all nice. It's the sound. It's like it's decisive. Rhetoric. Um, except for that, 24 hours after he said it, um, Abidal left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he left. Uh, yeah, and... So, like, you just so essentially, basically, they put the entire Barcelona team up for sale, yeah, more or less. So, yeah, but there's nobody's gonna buy any of them. So, I'm just trying to think, I'm looking for at the interview because Bartomeu was actually quite like open and frank when he said, All right, who's who's up for sale? Oh, sorry, who's not for sale? And he said, There's only six players to recall are um, Messi, uh, Ter Stegen. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Messi, Ter Stegen, Langlet, Semedo, Fatty. It's Frankie De Jong. We couldn't remember his first name. It's Frankie, Frankie yes, Jean. Frankie De Jong. Um, yes. Frankie De Jong. For some weird reason, Griezmann and Dembele were on that list as well, despite the fact that they've not played Griezmann and Dembele's been injured for longer <laughs> than anybody's ever. What about been. Bra- uh, Martin Braithwaite or whatever his name is? Indispensable. He's now the new uh, coach. He's a new head coach of uh, Barcelona. (laughs) So they've quite pointedly did not mention like Suarez, Busquets, Alba, Rakitic. Although they've been trying to get rid of Rakitic for fucking ages. Pique, Vidal, Coutinho is a maybe, although they've been trying to get rid of Coutinho for fucking ages. That's why Mm. they put him out on loan to Bayern Munich for him to score two goals against them. Um, So yeah, so like it's, it's totally broken. Like the thing is about it is, is that like it's good enough to uh, it's fine to put all these players up for sale but who's hmm. going to fucking buy them yeah like, take for instance right Chelsea are looking for a left back right we all yep. we all know this so Barca are selling a left back they're selling Alba so yeah you're going to go and, okay then why would why would Chelsea go for him he's 31 uh, Chelsea he's still got a few years left on his contract so they're going to have to cough up a fee Mm-hmm. Then they're going to have to match his salary, which is 11 million quid a year. <laughs> All for a player okay. who's best. You can see the problem. 31. Fucking hell. Yeah. And also, all for a player whose best career moment was in the Euro 2012 final. Yeah. Now, would they, would they go for him or would they go for Sergio Regulion from Sevilla? Or, as the case may be, Ben Chilwell. Exactly. Or Ben Chilwell, yeah. I mean, you could get Regulion for about 25, 30 million. He'd be on a quarter of the wages. And the Sunday of all of this happening, he was slicing up the Manchester United defence like a fucking piece of bacon. Yeah. You know, again, they want to get rid of Busquets. Who the fuck would take him? His contract is 16 million quid a year. And it runs up until 2023. You know, they've been talking about the Busquets. Just goes on. They've been talking about Busquets going to um, City because him and, Barca, him and uh, Guardiola shared the same agent. Mm. But like they were talking about that since 2016. Yeah, I mean, it's not happened. You know, it, it's it's not fucking happening. Happen. And also, City have Rodri. Why put Why put Rodri out? Um, who's their big summer signing of big summer 2019 signing for somebody who's fucking 32? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely terrible. Like, it's fucking horrible. Um, so many people are on that. So many people are on huge fucking wages there. Um, Rakitic is on nine million a year. Uh, Suarez, uh, yeah, Rakitic is on nine million a year. He's got two years left on his contract. Suarez, right, granted, on his day, he's probably one of the best finishers not around. Um, but he's 33. He's got yeah. another year left in this contract. His contract pays him 15 million quid a year. Vidal, who still can't believe he's even at Barcelona because fuck, <laughs> fuck knows what he does. Maybe he's, he's nice. Provides the cocaine. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say, I reckon he can chop a fucking lion. Uh, <laughs> and he'd want it because his contract has another year or two to run and he's on 9 million a year. Mm. <laughs> so, like, like they, and like this is this is all of their making because like they they did really just like invent like believe their own hype and gave these people such exuberant wages. It was a Galacticos like fault. But like, like oh we're we're all, Barcelona. We are the best team. Let's there's sign. No, there's no plan to really replace these players with anybody. They keep spending huge amounts of so huge sums of money. The last three contract sorry the last three um, transfer windows they've splurged over. 100 million quid, so over nine figures on one player in each window, and none of them have started in the last couple of games. Mm. Riesman hasn't made it off the bench. He's been, yeah, he's been usurped by Martin Braithwaite, of all people. Um, <laughs> Coutinho, Coutinho, Coutinho was last seen scoring two goals against them in the fucking Champions League semi final. And as, as we're speaking, lifting the Champions League trophy and and with his lone club. Currently, so happy. the Champions League trophy with his lone club. Right. Muller is actually hugging him all around the fucking podium. Like Muller will not let him leave. He <laughs> loves, wants to adopt Philip Coutinho. And the third player is Dembele. He's been injured for almost an entire year. And was there Neymar replacement that never replaced Neymar because exactly. he wanted to re-sign Neymar last season? And it's absolutely crazy. Like, it's you're not going to get anywhere. This their wage bill is five hundred and thirty million quid a year. Yeah, it's absurd. It's they spend half. A- Half a billion a year on wages. And I've, I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've read loan. Mm. Yeah, they have to take a loan out to, to pay the wages. It's fucking, it's fucking crazy. Like, they turn over, they're even, even now with COVID, they're looking to turn over three quarters of a billion. But they've no money fucking left. You know? Uh, the directors, they're uh, just they're in tatters. Half of them aren't there. They need 24 of them. They've only got about... A... It's been crazy. It's... Mm. Oh, man. They're just... like, And they can't get rid of all these players. So the Middle East and the USA aren't throwing around all the money. China is enacting um, new sporting laws. So they can't toss huge amounts of cash yep. anywhere else. You know, I mean, it's all well for players like PK to say, oh, I'll be the first to leave if it benefits the club. But where would he go? Who would take yeah. these players? You know? no take, like, they'd have to go to, to like, <laughs> as you said, like, the, the only clubs that would happily take them is the Middle East and purely for like a sports washing principle is to say like, we have got Javi, we have got Busquets or whatever it is. Like, you know, it's... Yeah, so it, it's mad. I'm like, funnily enough, like PK was there, oh, I'll be the first to leave if it helps the club. But when the club tried to, when the club approached the players with taking a wage cut, like they revolted. Yeah. It's like okay, then you're willing to move on, but you're very unwilling to do like games like Bartomeu a favor by foregoing money that they've been promised. And you could take the Roy Keane approach of look, you've signed the contract, 
that's what you're owed, that's what you're worth, and that's what you should get paid. <clears throat> take your fucking money, give it. You, it's not up to you to to take a pay cut to help anybody else. But it's it's just awful. Like I don't see. Wow, like it's 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 just fucking terrible. Like you know, it bar- it, it's I I have no idea what the fuck they're gonna do. Like I just <laughs> like it's it's crazy. They base minimum they need to slice 300 million out of their wage bill yeah that and that's not happening and and, and again you know, like let, let's let's be clear here like real madrid are more or less in the same boat here it's just that barcelona have been the more banterous of the two like it is just uh, it seems to be an element of the super clubs at the moment outside of perhaps munich munich seem to have got their act together a bit uh, and maybe all, PSG all of French. all of la liga all of la liga is just a fucking clusterfuck yeah it does look like that, yeah. Atletico don't know which. Atletico don't know which way is up. I mean, like Real, only for the fact that they've got Zidane in place. Like the thing about Barcelona is that they've nobody with any kind of star power, you yeah. know, to kind of walk in and who can sideline these kind of great stars because they won't listen to them. But like mm. Real, some Real have Zidane. Like you, you can walk, like Zidane stood up to Ronaldo the first time as well. Like it only you could have only gotten Zidane to turn around to Ronaldo and got him to change how he played because Ronaldo was like, "Oh, I'll play the way I want to. Fuck you. What do you know?" And then I was like, "Well, who's going to tell this guy and make him listen?" And then they're like, "Oh, Zidane!" Like you know, and Zidane just walked to the dressing room, and go, "You play the way I play. Want you to play? Or I'll fucking I'll leave you on the fucking bench." And he was like, oh, shit, it's Zizou. I'm going to listen to this guy. Yeah. You know, and same thing. Zidane's taking a hard line with um, players like Bale that he doesn't consider to be working very hard, although I don't know how he came to this conclusion. And James Rodriguez as well. He's just sidelined them. He sidelined them and kept the fans on side, which I think is quite a good thing. And it, which is the only reason why Real aren't the kind of clusterfuck that Barcelona have I'm like okay then they're sidelining Bale who's on 24 million quid a year yeah fucking hell well, okay, but again it, this, is, this is what's happening at all these super clubs they're just hemorrhaging 24, the million, 24 million quid and he's another two years to left on left on his contract and he'll run it out he'll run it oh, down oh no he's, got, he's, got, he's getting paid he's getting paid like to play golf like, you get to play golf you know Love he's getting it, paid man. 2 million quid a month to play fucking golf he shows up, he trains, he goes home, he plays golf. Yeah, great. What a, what a great, what a life he lives. You know, um, that's it. And like all the talks that trying to, they try to appease to his like athletic nature. It's like, oh, you know, you, you really should be playing football. Go somewhere else and play it. It's like, ah, I don't give a fuck. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. am playing sport. What do you think this is? Exactly. Sports ball. Sports ball. Um, Speaking of sports ball, Burkba, the FAI. <laughs> Talk to us about the FAI. Well, they've been my card. Well, they, along with John Delaney, have been my card's um, nominations a lot this season. And for various different things, depending on which day of the week you're talking about, they've done something. (laughs) This is the FAI we're not talking about, by the way. Not feed and fall, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're kind of one of... They're very similar. similar. Oftentimes, it's difficult to tell where one ends and the other begins. (laughs) Like, which side of the brown envelope are we talking about? Yeah, um, true. <laughs> what golf dinner? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, like, the FAI are a fucking shambles. Um, the, the restarting of the league, um, ju- just kind of the most recent, I suppose, thing, was, like, severely delayed and kind of staggered in terms of getting things in place for the teams to actually get back training and playing. 
because the FAI couldn't agree on if they can pay the players or not. And when you see uh, the likes of um, John Delaney complaining that his job prospects have been severely limited by the fact that he's got this bad reputation, because, um, <laughs> when he earned something like, it was a 410, hold on, I'll just see if I have the, the exact figure. Yeah, so, sorry, 430,000 euro a year, which was double the FAI like winning, you know, FAI League, you know, League of Ireland winning amount is like, he's getting paid that. And now he's complaining he can't find another job because of, oh, you have given me a bad reputation. Um, currently, I suppose uh, the big issue is the, the government are being asked to get involved as well as the Gardaí into the finances of the FAI. So the kind of most recent development in their shit show, <laughs> shit storm show. It's show storm. Yeah. Um, is that the Gardaí have been asked to get involved in investigating the finances because there's been internal investigations into the funding and there has been external but severely hindered investigations into the you know sources of the funding for the association um and yeah the government uh, have been involved uh, John Delaney had to stand in front of the Oireachtas last year and kind of say like I gave a hundred grand to the league out of my own pocket and I did it. It's fine. It was all fine. It was grand. And it was Ask like, questions. well, he, get, he gave that money so that the league looked like it was in profit. And yeah. so on the books, the league looked like it was on profit, but mm -hmm. in actual fact, they were making huge losses. Mm. Um, no, not no, no losses, no losses would showed up on the, here's where the, the, guess they, the investigation comes in because the losses didn't really show up on the accounts but the accounts every year have to be signed off by the board so yeah. they signed off they were signing off on what they knew were deliberately fraudulent uh accounts and you're kind of going oh this is like this is like this is like prisonable uh yeah. illegal like this is like not oh you get a slap on the wrist and you're not allowed to be a ceo for the next five years like this yeah. is they lock you up for this shit because it is it's fraud yep um, so we, we have um, got Niall Quinn now sitting in as deputy CEO of the FAI and the newest CEO of the FAI. And, you know, if it's anything like the Minister of Agriculture at the minute, it will be gone <laughs> in a few weeks. Um, we've got uh, Jerry McEnany um, as head who is going to try and say like, oh, but the money was just resting in our accounts. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that... Um, actually had to be done is the government has had to step up during this COVID to provide assurances that the FAI can stay afloat. And the reason that this had to happen, that the government had to step in, is to actually ensure that Ireland are able to play in the Euro 2020 playoffs. Yeah. Because that was actually uh, in doubt, if they can't afford to play the players or, you know, the coaching the bonuses staff or, you know, as well, the promotion, the, the, the qualification bonuses as well. Exactly, yeah. Um, that was in doubt. So the Irish government have now had to step in, which is just fucking shambolic for us. <laughs> like, yeah, because Sport Ireland won't fund them any longer. Yeah, they've completely Sport... burnt their bridges with Sport Ireland because yeah. of all of the illegal shit they've been doing. Exactly, yeah. 
So Sport um, Ireland, which is where all, which is kind of like the delineator of all of the sporting funding in the country, um, are like, no, you're not getting anything. Which I reckon, which I'd say is quite fucking awkward, given that I'm like I live across the road from Sport Ireland campus, and the FEI building is in the Sport Ireland campus, right next to the Sport Ireland administration building. <laughs> so they actually do have to walk by one another's offices, so to walk by the offices of a of the a subsidiary that you're going. You are such crooked fucks. We are no longer giving you any money. I love that. Just walking past the campus. Hey, Jerry, cunt. <laughs> the spray paint rat on the front of the building <laughs> Jerry was it you that left the shit on my desk no it was Mary oh it was Mary oh, oh, yeah. I was wondering ah, where the porn came from he's yeah, taking yeah, it in yeah. turns there yeah he's yeah yeah so we have a rota we have a rota yeah yeah so go for it yeah so yeah, no, that, that, that's the, that's my um, my pick because just yeah they, they've just done absolutely nothing to help Irish football um, I've newly just joined the association and I've paid my membership dues and now I'm like fuck this actually fuck this <laughs> cut the yeah. fuck on lad. can't like, believe I paid you 35 quid it's good to know that you don't rate your career's prospects whatsoever, that you're, that you're happy to, to blag the FAI, just in case you're close to a nomination no, for the team. No, no, no fuck no, it, no. The thing, is, the thing is, we all know now that if I don't make the Irish women's squad... It's we now know it's corruption. Yeah, it's corruption. Yeah, it's yeah. all corruption, lads, yeah. I like they don't it. like me speaking the truth. I like that. I like, that you, I like that you called you. You claimed the center of the ring immediately. I like that. Very good strategy. <laughs> you're, you're a born number six. I've always said that you're a born number six. So... <laughs> Um, right, so I, that leaves me then, and I, I've had a few like choices here, right? But I've got, I'm going to go for something that I haven't actually um, submitted uh, this year because something funnier came up. But I am going to submit <laughs> oh. something that has annoyed me throughout the year, like a really like kind of aggregated irritants, right? And I'm going to nominate football Twitter, right? So Twitter generally is a cesspool. Like, I don't think it really goes without saying. I mean, just last week, we were accused of breaking an embargo. I mean, that's that's what goes without saying. But football and Twitter is not only the worst uh, part of Twitter, but I think it's just the worst part of society, full stop. Because literally every yeah. fan base looks bad in it. And, like, yeah. it's not even the fact that, like, it's ironic at this point. Literally everyone looks like a cunt. And the gas thing it is, it is just like a 19-year-old unemployed stoner who wanks three times a day, has a couple of thousand followers on a Twitter. Only three, Jesus. <laughs> I know. Well, on average, on average. I, I, am yeah, yeah. I, I am including the incels in that, Neil. So, um, I like, and like, they have a couple of thousand followers. They have a picture of Mane as their, as their profile picture, and they think they're hot shit. And this is – I wanted to bring this to the attention because oh, throughout the year, there have been just – so many instances of football Twitter cannibalizing itself. Um, <laughs> during the lockdown, we had the Null and Void Brigade, as we called it. Look, just this collection of Man United fans, Chelsea fans, Man City fans, Everton fans, all collecting each other to become this weird, like, uh, fucking, like, uh, fleshy maw of prick. Just because they just wanted to find a way. They were trying to pick through the laws of the game to prove that because the this league was suspended because of a pandemic, it can't be restarted. And they started justifying it with their own reason. With like, I mean, we're only putting the players at risk if they're, uh, 
if the league comes back. I mean, Mikel Arteta already has the coronavirus. Like, we can't go again if the manager has it. What if the manager sprays it in the fucking dressing room? We can't have that happen. What happens? What if handshakes are banned? Handbrakes are so British. We can't change it. We can't get rid of the handshake. It's ludicrous. Null avoid the league. They're just bending over backwards to literally eat their own arses in order to find a reason <laughs> to stop Liverpool winning the league. And again, I'm not, this is not a, a, a Liverpool, us versus them brigade here because I'm also nominating Liverpool Twitter in that. This is the season I turned against the bastards, right? I know I, I sung their phrases a few times for their, for their meme quality and how funny they can be. This time, they've, they've jumped the shark right? because of Thiago Alan Cantara. Okay, amongst other things. Well, actually, no, no, actually, the two prong approach. Number one, they don't even know we have a women's team, which is hilarious. I've seen one uh, stand for the Liverpool's women's team, and I'm fairly sure it's a parody account. And that says a lot for what is a Uh-oh. massive fan base for Liverpool, right? Not, yeah. one, not one of them is kicking up a stink about the women's team. If anything, it's actually the journalists around them, like Melissa Reddy and James Pearce and Paul Joyce. They're the ones that are leading the fight for Liverpool women's team that matters. Not one fucking fan. Now, again, ironically enough, with the Nike deal, that is actually starting to improve. So you must have a few bots on the go here, like moving up the traffic a bit. <laughs> but the, cra- the crazy thing is that they... I've seen two instances this week, right, where basically they're reasoning that Thiago must be signed because Genie is not good enough for Liverpool, Right. And I saw a thread from this prick who basically proved stats-wise why Gini Wijnaldum is such a bad player. And if anything, he says, has been bluffing his way through in a Premier League team. Nick the living. When he's been starting every game for the team that won the Champions League, the Club World Cup, and the Premier League all in the calendar year. It just feels like, if he is Nick the living, surely we must ask questions of the other players. Because, like... It's almost as if, like, let me actually remind me again. Who scored the two goals in the semi final against Barcelona where we completely pulled our pants <laughs> off? It was actually Wijnaldum. Holy shit. We actually, he, he came on as a sub because he was pissed off not starting. And what happened? He scored two fucking crucial goals. Isn't that funny how that works, isn't it? It's almost as if he can score goals when he's told to score goals. Yeah, it's like if he's, if he's got a role in the team that is to do one thing and he's being criticized for not doing something random else yeah like yeah fuck off <laughs> are you are, like right okay so you compare this thing and say like, well Thiago give us an extra dimension to the midfield I'm not saying he doesn't he's a brilliant player I've just seen him win the Champions League here he's fantastic does it mean I want to sell Wijnaldum as a result not necessarily because it's always a case of and this is what's happened to Liverpool Twitter over the last year so now that they become Premier League champions it is a seriously strong case of the grass is greener you know so they're looking at like oh, we have to sell Milner, we have to sell, we have to evolve, we have to keep jumping. It's like, now hold on, like this is extenuous, this is extraordinary circumstances. Like it, the best thing to do is to keep the team as best you can stable. Make one or two changes here and there. Not like completely break up the band just because you, your first album was a fucking banger. Like that's not how this works. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is not how footballing dynasties happen. Like, it's not as if, like, fucking... Okay, Leicester's a bad example here, but they literally sold all their star players in one go outside of Vardy. You know, like, Chelsea don't do this. Chelsea try and keep all their star players when they can. Like, Man United are the same way. Man United went through nearly fucking two generations with the same team, practically, because that's, like, what that's what they do. Um, the other one I was going to mention uh, on top of this uh, was Loris Karius. The dilemma 
we have about this, right? So Liverpool Twitter have completely turned against Adrian, right? In the space of 12 months, where like he came in and everyone said, shoot signing, bargain, great goalkeeper. Remember that fucking FA Cup win against Everton where he threw his gloves in the penalty shootout? Love him, always rated him, right? Then suddenly he fucks up the match against Atletico, right? Hated him, never liked him, never trusted him. So yeah. he should have Kelleher in goal instead. Even he, fuck it, I don't care if he had a broken hand, he was better than Adrian, right? All this shit kicks off. And then the cherry on top was that Adrian put out a video of him. I think it was like whatever kind of like PR stuff he was doing, holding his three medals that he won, which is the Super Cup, the Premier League and the Club World Cup. And everyone just <laughs> went like, mate, mate, you're like an extra from Coronation Street. Fucking give it over. Like you're not fucking Ken Barlow. Calm the fuck down. Like, and it just like, now there's people justifying keeping Carrius as number two over Adrian because he's younger. He's looking better in one video of preseason training and completely neglecting the fact that like he got ditched by Bajiktas for being too shit at being a goalkeeper. Like, I, I don't understand it. I, I don't know what's happened to my club that the fan base has suddenly turned into fucking Trumpians. Like this is, they just been, has Breitbart come in and invaded Liverpool and when I wasn't watching, like what happened? Like, why is this shit? Um, as I know as, with the uh, Arsenal Twitter stands, uh, it's kind of a similar kind of um, uh, retardedness, I suppose would be the word <laughs> I would go yeah. with here. Um, uh, in terms of like transfer rumours and stuff um, where like uh, Gabriel this new Gabrielle guy um, was touted as being a signing that we made. And then it was like, oh, why would we, why would we want to buy him when we've got Pablo Marie after being bought? I was like, yeah, he can't walk, you fuckers. Like, he's got surgery. Um, there's logic to this that you yes. are purposely not seeing. Or, yeah, that's I don't all know, it is. Like, I like to have my defenders have two working feet. Um you know, Those when when, be, when most popular, you know, when most possible, like, um, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, Twitter, yeah, football Twitter is a fucking cesspit of, and one of the things I've actually noticed, because I follow a lot of, you know, obviously women's soccer, uh, Twitter people, um, and <laughs> I, I wanted to see what the verdict was on the match, so I kind of looked up the hashtag of UEFA Champions League. And there was actually a lot of um, very angry men, <laughs> very, very angry men, mm. or what claimed to be men, angry at the fact that women were playing football. Like, how dare they not be in a kitchen? I'm like, <laughs> obviously, the only woman you've ever seen is your mother. So, you know, <laughs> get the fuck up. And, you know, oh, it was uh, fucking annoying. Anyway. That is another thing for another day, but uh, football Twitter and generally men in general are shit. All men are bastards. Let's not forget yeah. that. All men are bastards. Um, but no, like, uh, another one I was going to throw in here was Man City Twitter because they are so hilariously plastic, it's not even funny. Um, they are now celebrating the fact that they've beaten UEFA in a court deal and are now saying, we can spend as much money as we want. As a fellas, that's not how this works, right? You literally got away with it because... UEFA didn't deal with it at the first first point of asking and have literally just entertained this because a German newspaper commanded them to. This is not... No, car- they, they got away with it. They got away with it because they delayed it for so long that it went past the statute of limitations. But I mean, this is if, it, you like, look, if, if you look at the, the court listings, like the, the verdict and everything like that, like they admitted to that. 
Like they pled yeah. guilty to the obstruction of the case. Yeah. I mean, like to turn around, like everything that they've said was a complete lie. The whole thing was like, you wait for it, just, they're just ignoring a comprehensive and um, uh, clear cut uh, body of evidence that we have presented to them. And then it gets to Cass and then they go, oh yeah, we'll plead guilty to obstruction. <laughs> like, Hang on, what? You can't, no, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> Because, and I guarantee you, they just turned their lawyers to said to that, just like, here, plead guilty to this. It's a 10 million quid fine. <laughs> Do you accept cash? Um, and because you've gotten off on the rest of it, because you've gone past the statute of limitations for two, they, they were initially up on five things. One couldn't be proven. They pled guilty to the other. And I think three, three were past statute of limitations. Yes. For fuck's sake, like, you, you admitted they got off on the grounds of corruption by obstructing it past the point where they could be charged and then admitted to the obstruction. I don't understand how you can get away with that. Like, it's... Well, even celebrating it is what I can't understand. Because I'm like, in all fairness, they're not exactly too wrong. They can do what they want. Like, they've just made shite of FFP. It, no, no, no. Now, don't get me wrong. Initially, the whole purpose of FFP, the reason why all the big clubs signed into FFP was to protect their hegemony because you can't apply laws in retrospect. Mm. So like, they were like, all the clubs like Chelsea, City, um, PSG, you know, the clubs, the huge state-owned, they're basically backed by sovereign funds. They were like, yeah. well, FFP will stop anybody else doing what we did. So yes. if we, but they can't stop us now that we're in. We're in there like a fucking growth. So they went, to, they went with FFP, not because of any kind of benign or any kind of virtue or anything like that. They just wanted people to not be able to repeat the trick that they had pulled. Pretty much, yeah. And now they've just turned around and completely laid waste to FFP. So the whole purpose of financial fair play is just to keep the lower, the lower or the less rich clubs in check while they can do whatever they fucking want. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you all, know, they, and all they've done is just galvanize money in the that. women's game as yeah. well to buy in fucking amazing players that I'm not jealous of at all. <laughs> but this yeah. is it. They're just only, acquiring I, the shiniest things. I'm at half, least you can say that about them. Yeah, I'm half expecting City to just feel the entire, like, US women's team. That is possible. They, they, can't do they, they, could, they could afford it, to be fair. But they could yeah. afford it, and you're just sitting there going like, oh, shit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> City have signed Julie Ertz and Megan Rapinoe. And it's like, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> This isn't even fun. <laughs> it's not even, not even fair. Like, yeah, it's just not even fair. Like, they just totally cheat coded it. Like, yeah, you know. it's bollocks. <laughs> and again, I will, I will finish off my rant with a, the cherry on top, which is Bernardo Silva, right? <laughs> oh he's... yes, his uh, he, he he took on all of Liverpool Twitter, didn't he? he yes, he fought the law, and the law won. Because oh, yeah. it gives off going like, oh, all these Liverpool fans giving me shit for knocking, being knocked out by Leon. <laughs> what happened to you in the last 16? <laughs> and then the top comment is, here's you singing about Hillsborough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just like, and like that's shut down completely. Like, at, what, at what point you kind of you have to wonder about like sometimes with footballers going on, did they actually, you know, do they actually know what what goes on like in yeah. the footballing world? Like, because it, it's it's kind of weird. Like, because like I boxed for ages and I watched a lot of boxing, so I understood kind of what 
what went on. So how it works. I'm all, I'm always curious as to how like how much football professional footballers actually watch. Uh, well, if you're what, Steph Houghton, none. Yeah, but that, this is just my point. Like, or how much they think about football? Like, did they just watch it as a kind of like at a bit at a base level where they just don't or it doesn't? Eh, it's just people kicking a ball, and unless it's me and I'm on the pitch, I don't give a fuck about it. It's kind of really weird. Like, it, this goes back to my actually, funnily enough, this kind of goes back to some of the Barcelona transfers that I was talking about. Like, I, I was going to use Griezmann as an example, but he is a demonstrably a demonstrably stupid person. So <laughs> my point doesn't really stand because you could you could claim that he's just too dumb to know the difference. But when you get to people like like Coutinho, when Coutinho was going to Barcelona, right? It's a stupid right. Obviously, he's getting paid like a fucking horrendous amount of money. But they can't all be like I think it was a Makaleli that said like when he moved to when he moved out or was it Essien who said oh when he was asked like you know, you you went from a team that you're playing every single week in, week out in, and now you're not playing that often. Like, do you get upset? And he goes, I do, but then I look at my bank balance and then I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, because he went, he moved team. I think it was, it was SCN or McAlealy, whatever. But in any case, I don't think he was swayed by the cash. I think he genuinely wanted to play for Barcelona. But the problem is, is that he plays in the number 10 position and he can't play anywhere else. Like, Liverpool tried to play him on the left, didn't work. Tried to play on the right where he could call onto his left. It didn't work. You know, he can only play in the in that in that kind of pocket. Yes. Um, and he's brilliant there. But the thing is, is that he was being signed to go to Barcelona, and Barcelona already had a player in that position. It's a, a guy what called his name? Yeah, a guy what called Lionel Messi. Oh, Martin Braithwaite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you're going to a team where they've literally the greatest player to have ever played the sport who plays in your position, and you kind of wonder like. Does he watch football and know this? Like, did he genuinely think he was going to walk into Barcelona and usurp Lionel Messi? No, again, it was the delusion of it all. They promised is, him he'll be the next Iniesta. It's like, but this is, this do you is know the, who Coutinho is? Yeah, right? but also they would have said something like this to Coutinho, and he surely would have gone. Well, I know about. Yeah, but you're forgetting who his agent is, though, Neil. Yeah, but agents can't fool players totally into going like yes, I am I am better than Messi or I am yes, I'm going to, I'm going to be Iniesta when I play uh, when I have literally never in my entire I, life I genuinely think they are so sheltered within their own little bubbles <laughs> of this support is, this is what I'm talking about I was like what like does he did he ever watch Barcelona before like what did they say to him when he signed to convince him that he was going to play, like, because it's been a, he's been an absolute fucking disaster. They spent 160 million, well, now 165 million, um, <laughs> 165 million quid on him to, oh. to win the Champions League with a different team. Can you imagine the poor fucker in the Barcelona finance department that has to pay pal five million to Michael Edwards <laughs> tomorrow you morning? Do revolute. Can you imagine being, can you imagine being Barspeo who fucking sanctioned the deal to begin with? <laughs> and also he sanctioned, and also sanctioned his own deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, Jarabjian is there. But this is my point. Like, at what stage? Like, what did he do? Like, again, I, I was tempted to use Griezmann as an example. But then again, Griezmann is a demonstrably very stupid person. So I can imagine that he would have fooled himself into thinking that he was going to swan into Barcelona and just be the shit. Whereas if he watched Barcelona, he's like, well, there's no, nobody does what I do at Atletico in Barcelona. But Neil, so, 
but Neil, how could it be a demonstrative person when he made the decision, the decision. to stay exactly. at Atletico like, for a year? Thinking, like, holy fuck! Like this guy is a fucking dummy. Like Dembele, I get it. Like he was going to Barcelona. He was coming from virtually nowhere, um, and he was going there, and he was going to be the next hot, sh- next hot shit. And also, there's no place to. He was super young. And there's no better place to gr- to like grow your trade or to grow your skills than at Barcelona. You can go somewhere else if you wanted to. But mm. like, this is what I this is what I mean about like players like when they make because constantly like we Arsenal are in a fight now to try and keep Ainsley Maitland Niles, who's a player we really like, and his main concern is that he's not going to get enough game time, and we can't as Arsenal. I know Liverpool, and I say you can give us more detail on that, mm. but. Arsenal, we constantly lose players as a result of, oh, well, I'm not first choice, so I'm going to go somewhere else who, you know, I'm going to go somewhere where I will be, you know, or, you know, what have you done for me lately? Give me more game time, that type of shit. Or people, or players not coming to Arsenal because they're like, I'm not, I'm not going to walk straight to start 11. I was like, when these players go to clubs like Barcelona and stuff like that, and I was like, is that not on their mind? I was like, mm. it, it, it's just weird. It was, sorry, it, it was a bit of an aside. I'll probably oh, you're, you're, you're right because <laughs> I do feel like Man City players generally are sheltered because they yeah, have really well. bought into this cult-like fascination of like you wait for hate us we must win everything mm. and just like and then having this again they have this very odd obsession with Liverpool and I think it comes from Guardiola in a in this again this weird like inner jealousy of Klopp and how he does things and how Klopp seems to just enjoy it, his job. I think it all it all I think it all stems from that that season where they ran where Liverpool ran City so close yeah then City won the league but Liverpool won the Champions League that hurt them that really we were even saying that on this podcast I was like I guarantee you Pep would have given his left nut (laughs) to reverse (laughs) that decision to swap places they would have happily lost the league because they'd already won it at that point like Mm. beforehand the season before or maybe the season before that. I'm not sure. They'd already won it before, but I did have happily given up the league to have won the Champions League because that's all Pep cares about. Yeah. Like, I, I find it great because, like, in the last few, like, um, seasons, we've tonked City at, at the, in the league games, but mostly at home, in a way, fairly different manner. But, like, the home games have been just, like, us really enjoying ourselves against, like, City. Like, kind of like, again, by being physically more domineering, but also being a bit more, like, cheeky. You know, like there is a case of like Robertson, like, you know, gave given Sterling the cheeky elbow off the field or like Gomez just lifting the child Sterling up off the ground and moving him somewhere. So much so that this carried over onto the fucking England team and Joe Gomez got booed yeah. because England fans are fucking racist. <laughs> but again, that's, that's well, in it. all that's fairness, it. like if, if Raheem Sterling's going to get abuse for anything, it's going to be about his miss. <laughs> Against the <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. Like, what do you think? How do you blaze a ball over from two yards? I don't know. I don't like, know, man. Ronnie Rosenthal is spinning in his grave right now. It's just hilarious. There's a brilliant. Did you see the reaction clip of um? It's Michael Richard. Who else? Who else did BT get on for the fucking Champions? Oh, Stephen McManaman. Yeah, McManaman yeah. and Richards, right? Their reaction of that miss is fucking. Oh good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. Like, because they're cheering before he's hit it. Because yeah. the instant the ball leaves, uh, it's Gabriel Jesus who does the cross. It's a brilliant cross now. It's fucking wonderful. And the way he just whips the cross in, and Michael Richards starts cheering because when 
Jesus hits the ball. He's looked down and has seen that Sterling's at the back post and there's no one near him. And not yeah. only that, but if any of the other Leon players had turned and seen Sterling, they weren't getting to him before the ball was. So mm. he starts cheering. He's like, this is a fucking goal. It's a fucking goal. And then the fucking reaction when Sterling is hit it uh, over and it's just oh man like he set a new standard I remember Ken Early was talking about it on the second captain's podcast and it's like wherever balls are being blazed over the birds into the name Mika of Raheem Sterling <laughs> the name of Raheem Sterling will be called <laughs> oh my god he's Sterling man. how did he do that but that's it's just yeah again, uh, again I think we pointed out in the last one like Lineker going oh he's hit that too well like, <laughs> he's not the type of player he's hit it too well is there a right or wrong way to finish from two yards out? Two yards. <laughs> the turns out there is. The, turns two yards out. out. Two yards out with the goalkeeper on the other side of the goal. Like, cause it's a, like if the goalkeeper's right there, I'll be like, all right, then fine. He's gonna <sighs> mash you. He's gonna fucking yes. mash you out of it. That's great. He's not because the ball's got past the goalkeeper. <laughs> the goalkeeper's gone for the cross and fucked it. <laughs> you know, just like, what are you? Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, Get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> so. Down to the business of hand, the cut of the season. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah, this thing. <laughs> oh yes. yeah, sorry, Neil. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, who's your you cut out? Yeah, I know. We'll keep it in. It's this is part <laughs> two. This is a part. This is a two parter now at this rate. So, Neil, what is your um, pick for cut of the season? I'm gonna go all Patriots on this shit. I'm gonna go with the FAI. Mmm, interesting. Oh. It's just the like that's gonna cripple Irish football for. Huge amount of time, yeah. Like, yeah. I think like, what saying. I, I wouldn't be surprised if our children are kind of still seeing the sort of ripple effects from what yeah. we've lived through. If they're, they're like, oh, holy shit, like you know, they're looking at the FEI as this kind of blundering, corrupt, decrepit organization going, fuck me, how did this all start? And we're like, well, actually, let me tell you. Well, started, back in my day, there was started, a League of Ireland, yeah. Started, 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 <laughs> we had a football league, so yeah. we did. With Sarah. such teams like Shamrock Rovers oh, and Bohemians. Uh, They're dead now. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, to the, when, it get, when it gets to the point where, like, you know, your fairly highly rated UEFA ranked team won't be able to play in international tournaments. You done fucked up, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, like, it's hilarious. Everybody criticizes, like, the African. Um, associations for their just endemic corruption and for a lot part they're true but their teams aren't getting almost booted out of their fucking tournaments as a result that's true yeah that is so like, true <laughs> like you're, you're, you're worse than them like so <laughs> yeah. I am um, I'm also going to endorse your candidate Neil which is Barcelona I think <laughs> I, I actually call them Banterlona from now on I, they've just been hashtag banter club like and uh, I, I, long may I continue. As much as I, I actually do quite like Ronald Coleman, just generally, I like him as a guy. Um, but like, he's, but torn, he's just torn it's a poison the, chalice. Like, he, it's a poison he's, chalice. He's turned down the job. I don't know what they've said to him in the seven months since mm. to, to make him go back and go. Uh, they must have told him, "Look, you will have almost total free reign." Um, has to have been that. Has to have been. But even then, like, they've they won't have any money. Yeah, that's this is it. Like, <laughs> like they're. Spunking half a billion a year, over half a billion a year on wages. Uh, you know, that... Like 530 million, that's their wage bill. <laughs> like, 
you can't do anything. Like the average wage, the average wage at Barcelona for a twenty-five man squad is twenty million a year. Neil, please, my my liver can't take this over. Like, what what can you do with that? And they're all they all at the very least have twelve months on their fucking contract. None of them are coming to an end, you know. And, and nobody's gonna, and nobody's gonna want to buy that shit. So like. <laughs> like I don't know what he's gonna. Maybe he'll do with the last time. When was the last Dutch manager uh, Barcelona had? Was uh, it, Frank Rijkaard. Was it Rijkaard? Where he, he just basically tried to fill the team with nothing but Dutch players. <laughs> well, actually, that was uh, Louis Van Gaal who did that. That was Van Gaal. That was Van Gaal that did that. Yeah, he yes. basically just tried to sign nothing but Dutch players. <laughs> <laughs> it's what Cruyff did. I mean, that worked. We'll have to do it again. Clearly, yeah, like, exactly. Clearly, we yeah. know now. Uh, that leaves the Burkbot then. So you're either the kingmaker or the uh, drawmaker at this point. Oh, um, as much as I am loving the actual, like, actual, like, ripping of Barcelona, um, I got really, really fucking pissed off at the fucking gobshites on Twitter. Um, just hurling vile, vile abuse at women for just existing. Um, so... Um, I had myself in a nice safe bubble and then I ventured into the land of hashtags and Ugh, why, 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 why you're, I've you're retreated, I've retreated, I've retreated um, you're smarter than that, you're smarter than this but uh, yeah, no, I have to I have to go with football Twitter for this yeah, so so we have a three-way tie so yeah. I guess what we'll do then is we'll send out to a poll, fuck it, let's do it <laughs> we've never done yeah. it before, but like we're going to let you, the people, decide what the cause of the season is, is it the FAI for their bumbling ineptitude, is it Barcelona for their bumbling ineptitude or is it football <laughs> Twitter for being cunts? you decide at home on Twitter, shit I didn't actually think it's true <laughs> okay, we'll, 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 we'll fix it in post we'll fix it in post Anyway, well, they, they have to get the Champions League uh, trophy off of uh, Muller. Is that Muller's head? Yeah, I, I, I feel like it would only be Muller. He's 21. <laughs> uh, that is Muller. Is it? I think. All right, then. Cool. Can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we're going to finish off this uh, part two podcast with uh, a really fun segment I like to call Transfer Market Sweep. I'll genuinely call that so I can use the supermarket sweep jingle. That's the only reason I'm doing this. So, Yay. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is, right, this is a relatively quick fire round where we're going to uh, go down the league, uh, the 17 clubs that survived and the three new ones, and we're going to suggest one player they should sign. Um, and again, if we don't have one for our team, we'll just move on uh, because we're not going to fucking waste time on Burnley as we have been. Uh, old podcast, like I mean, we've been just talking nothing but Burnley for the last year. Like you know, I mean, we've got they've, they've got enough. Like, um, so let's start off with the champions then. Start off with Liverpool. If you had to buy one player for Liverpool, who would it be and why? Uh okay, not a player. I'm gonna buy them respect for the women's team. <laughs> you can't really put a price on that. 
you'll, you'll have to talk to John Henry about that. that that's, a, that's a conspiracy, that is. You have to... Um, yeah, if I were at Liverpool, I would pile heavy in, heavy, I would roll dirty in for a quick, pacey striker, probably like Aubameyang. Aubameyang in front of that, kind of playing off of that with Firmino in the 10 right behind him with Mane and Salah on the wings would be a strike force that you could pretty much dominate football for the next two, three years with. Interesting. I have not factored in Aubameyang. Now, now, that being said, my initial thought process when you said that was like, ooh, Aubameyang's nice, but Son. Ooh, Son. Son's good, but like... Son's only re- Son's as we've said before like he's a pure counter-attacker mm. um, so he's only really good when you're just relentlessly turning the ball over like Spurs are yeah um, <laughs> because they're gash uh, yes. so yeah but, but um, look, Son would be a good call as well yeah okay uh, I was gonna I was gonna say Rachel Littlejohn for Liverpool women um, <laughs> she, but, we were fucking in with her recently yeah, well, she used to play for you, so I thought she might have gone back because she's out of contract with West Ham. Uh, mm. But she just got signed to the newly formed professional Leicester City Women. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's a, that's a scam. And they're um, putting out a um, pretty good uh, go of it. They're looking to get promotion to the WSL 1 this year. So, yeah, they've got, they've got a couple of big signings, and she was one of their star signings announced today. Very good. Uh, but I, I honestly thought she would go to them, and I thought that would have been a really good fit because you'd have Neve Fahey, the new Liverpool women's captain. Captain, yeah. Um, hooking up with uh, Rachel Littlejohn with some nifty through balls and scoring some goals, which you were lacking last season. Mm. Um, but no, uh, not working out. Uh, in terms of that shitty men's team, then um, I was actually thinking Maitland Niles would be quite good for you. Interesting. Well, well, how's he saying that? Just as a utility player? As a utility player who can slot in for the likes of Milner, who is a utility player. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I'm surprised at that now. I would not have considered him. And I don't... He hasn't been, he's certainly not on the Liverpool radar because, you know, Diago. That's, that's all we're looking at. Yeah. Um, and again, right. So I ha- I've got two kind of answers for this and I'll, I'll let you guys decide which is the best one. I have a sensible signing and I've got a banter signing. All right. So my sensible signing is Ben White. Have you heard of him? Okay, so he was on loan with uh, Leeds um, last season and he played in their back three defence with uh, Marcelo Bielsa, right? Uh, He's actually a Brighton player. He's been on loan with Leeds last season and like he's rated as a, he's a fucking serious defender. But I watched, uh, from the Leeds match I've seen, I've seen of him play, like I immediately went like, like, you know the kind of weird way you get like a kind of a football flashback? And I saw him and just saw, that's fucking Sammy Hippie. He plays exactly the same way as he be. He's like six foot four, clears the ball, and somehow can still run with the ball as well. He's like he's exactly the same type of player, a player who I fucking loved as a child as well. And now, thankfully, we are really interested in him because Klopp adores him. He thinks he's hot shit. And uh, since we just sold off Lovren, we do have a opportunity at centre back that we need to. We're going to promote from inside with either Van der Berg or Nate Phillips, or we're going to sign in. And White is one of the guys we're, we're competing with, with, uh, with Leeds. Now, we're, again, we're kind of floating about. We're not too sure where to go now or like next season or the season after. 
uh, because of the coronavirus. But I'd say we should bend over backwards for this because as we're learning from a lot of the other Premier League teams around us, they're all signing in attack. They're all trying to get forwards in. But like there is that old tenant of like defenses win you leagues. And like if there's a market for defenders that no one's tapping into, do that. Tap into defenders because you now have like look, if you look at our three def- the, those defenders we could have. You have Van Dijk there, who's in a very good prime of his life. Joe Gomez, Joel Matip, and uh, potentially uh, Ben White. All of them are under 25. And that's your, th- those are your four defenders for the next 10 years, potentially. Like, you don't have to touch centre-backs for the next 10 years. Imagine how fucking beautiful that is if you're, if you're a Liverpool. That, like the one crisis position we've had for nearly a decade, done. No, not even more than done. You are done for fucking 10 years. Like, that's, that's the one I go for. Banter signing, on the other hand, is Coutinho. Um, <laughs> offer them Wijnaldum in a swap deal. and uh, We pay no money for Coutinho. It's straight-up swap for Coutinho to win out for Wijnaldum, and we get him back for nothing. In fact, if anything, Barcelona have paid us £165 million pounds to, keep, to bring back Coutinho. That's yeah. my banter signing, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Coutinho on that one. Cool. That sounds think. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I always so, go with banter. Yes. Um, so Man City then. Um, how on earth will the plucky underdogs of Manchester City defeat the uh, horrendous American tyrants of Liverpool Football Club? With a centre-back. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they really need somebody like Upamecano. Yeah, damn it. That was funny. I was going to say Upamecano too. Because oh. Kuba- Okay, so we're all in agreement with that. Or Koulibaly, yeah, yeah, there is the one they're going for. But I think I, I look at Upa Meccano, he's slightly younger, I think. Yeah, he is, yeah, 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 21. Um, yeah, um, and I, I reckon they'll get more time out of him. And he'll, he just seems to play in a way that f- will fit the Premier League better. He does remind yeah. me of company. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for, that's why they think Koulibaly is that player, because he, he plays similar to them, I guess. But yeah, no, I, I, I'd endorse that. I think Upacano is a, is a solid shout. Um, but hopefully they don't sign anyone of his quality. Um, Chelsea. Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Um, who wants to start? <laughs> where, where, do you, where do you start with him? With them? Mm. Lampard's Chelsea. Well, the thing is, they need, they need defenders as well. Yes. I'd go with like, I'd go with Salik Kubali or... Upa Meccano for them as well. That defence is garbage. It's really, really trash. And the issues with Kepa can be coached out of him. Mm. Well, you need that defence to kind of help. You need the defence to help him out. Because um, no goalkeeper in that scenario is going to be doing putting up much better numbers than him. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with the same as well. I'd You know, they need, they need quick, they need good centre-backs. They need commanding centre-backs. Because the one thing, the, the one major deficiency about Kepa that could be coached in, but it's something he's never ever had, so I doubt anybody's tried to, is that he doesn't command the box with crosses and shit like that. So the defence is no uh, confidence in him. And mm. what you need is you need a shit hot centre back to just go, right, any balls that come in, I'm going to smash them. Yeah. You, you deal with the rest. Joke, yeah. um, for me, I was going to focus on the goalkeeping aspect. Um, <laughs> and uh, from conversations that I've had with Chelsea fans, they are incredibly desperate to sign. Uh, I thought we were going to say Dent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're obviously desperate. They are convinced they're, they're going to go for Oblak, which is not happening. No. Um, 
Nick well, Pope is a more obvious choice, but I think the real smart, the true choice is Dean Henderson. Are you sure now? Because United, well, yeah, that would be a good choice for them if they could get him, but United yes. would not let him go because De Gea has gone right off the fucking boil mm. as well. Um, also due to the fact that their defence is fucking garbage. Garbage as well, yeah. Um, but he's also not letting, he's also letting in a lot of shots as well. So mm. Henderson's there, Henderson's seeing his choice. That like if, he, if he puts in a good solid preseason, he might get some good games. He'll definitely get all the cup games for United. He could, I'm like, he, he's looking at within a season or two, being the, the new United number one. Yeah, it looks like that way, doesn't it? Um, like yeah, that was kind of like literally like a cheeky kind of steal move. If you can't, if you can, if you can make it, make it happen. Curious enough, as we're talking about Chelsea, I've just got an alert there that they're signing Thiago Silva. Yeah, one year deal. Yeah, so that's that ticked off, I guess. Not really. <laughs> he's he's thirty six, and he's yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's there to play the John Terry role. He'll be there in a tracksuit celebrating the <laughs> Cup win or something. Uh, what would you say, Burkwell? Have you got any Chelsea shouts? Um, I, I was going to go with uh, centre-back there as well, but uh, again, from my time watching the Bundesliga, uh, one of the players that has stu- stood out for me kind of in a... Who is this guy? He's quite good. I like him. Um, Nicholas Stark from Hertha Berlin. Oh, great shout. Stark is really, really good. I really like him, and I was yeah. kind of hoping Arsenal would go for him, but um, yeah, no, he... Uh, I feel like he has that kind of, uh, he's quite good at dealing with crosses and stuff, which I feel like Chelsea don't have because Kepa is, that has that weak, uh, t- like weakness in him that he doesn't command his like yeah, defensive line area. like that. Yeah. So, hmm. I, I, I would go with him. Yeah, that's a I, cracking show. Well done. No, that, no, I'm really, really happy with that. That's a great show. Um, no, fantastic. <laughs> I don't want him to get them, but... No, yeah. obviously, yeah. But, you know, if you, if you have the pick, you know, like, yeah, this is yeah. what I'm putting you on the spot here. Okay, moving on. Next in the top four, then, is Man United. Um, a very similar story to Chelsea, I think we just said there. Um, I was going to focus on the left-back. I think they should look for a solid replacement for Luke Shaw. Um, well, actually, it's more adequate, more so, I suppose, competition now for Brendan, Brandon Williams at this rate. Uh, Shaw's bollocks. He's always been bollocks, in fairness. Uh, I think they should um, have a cheeky bid in for Chilwell, in my opinion. I think they, like he's the kind of player they're looking for. Maybe. I, th- I reckon that they probably won't get him ahead. I, I wouldn't have gone for Chilwell. I mean, sorry. Bleh. I had agreed that he needed a left back because Shaw's absolute... Shaw's, he's been at the... He's been at the ranchers' uh, hamburgers too yes. much. <laughs> um, so he's completely scrubbed. Um, I would have gone for a player that I've mentioned before... Uh, the fucking Sevilla left back Regillion yeah, yeah good Sergio Regillion hmm yeah that's good that's a decent show too yeah because um, again Real Madrid are not too fond of him either because they want to try and loan him back out again to get the, the season so yeah no that's a good show Burpa have you got any for um, for United um, Harry Maguire Baba. on bail perhaps Baba <laughs> okay. yeah. oh Baba Raman Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're all going for left-backs there. Interesting. Yeah, well, I, I, was, I was kind of thinking maybe someone to replace Pogba, but I don't think that's going to happen. And, yeah, Luke, as soon as you reminded me of Luke Shaw being so, so shit, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. As long as I, when I reminded what? you of Luke Shaw existing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, but okay, when, so- when, when Luke Shaw's a left-back, you always need a left-back. 
That's fair. That's a that's a fair show. Okay, that, that that's, that's good. So we all we all went for left back there for Man United. Um, yeah. Here's an interesting one: Leicester City. Shark Tooth. Where? What should he go for? I'm gonna go controversial here. Oop. Lacazette. Oh yes, they do need a, they do need firepower. Wow! Imagine him and the him and Vardy. Tasty yeah. deal. Tasty uh, deal. He likes to have pacey people around him. Yeah. Mm. That is a spicy meatball. That is a spicy meatball. What about yourself, Neil? You go, You imagine Lacazette? Yeah, I'll go with that as well. That's fucking, that's some tasty shit right there. Mm. <laughs> okay. Again, funny enough, I was going to, um, I was going to jump onto this striker deal as well because, not because of Vardy aging, because I don't think it's... With the amount of like sugar in his system, I don't think he can age. The amount of port, yeah. If anything, he'll cure. So um, it's actually Ian Acho you'd want to replace as a mm. second striker. Because like Brendan, the one thing I do know about him, he loves playing a diamond 4-4-2. And uh, really, the only reason he's not doing that at Leicester because this second striker isn't there. So I would put yeah. in a cheeky bid for uh, Otson Edward from Celtic. Ah, um, it was cool. very, very prolific. And, like Villa, and Villa going in for him. 30 million, yeah, apparently. So yeah. he is on the market. Um, uh, oh, actually, do you know what? I'll, I'll scrap that, right? He also, do, he also does have the, like, the prerequisite shit hairdo. No, I, I, I'm actually going to go over somewhere else there. Um, Alfredo Morelos from Rangers. Morelos, I think he yes. will be a solid, solid shell because he'd bring just crazy back to the Premier League. Like. <laughs> he is batshit. He is mental. So, yeah, we'll go, we'll go for Alfredo Morelos for Leicester there. Um, now, this oh. is a tough one, lads. I, I'm not expecting much from this. Spurs. <laughs> I don't see them signing anyone outside of the two they have. Hmm. I can't think of anything like, okay, I, I'm thinking a, like, a deputy to Kane. That's what I'm thinking here. So, um, they're probably going to go for someone old because that's what Spurs do now. Um, fuck, I'd say they go for Deeney. I know we, we, had him, we had him on for transfer go further on, because he's the only one I can actually really see them signing. Um, aren't they apparently linked with uh, Maitland-Niles? Supposedly, yeah, for 20 million. Yeah. Maybe. No, if they want a good backup to, like, Kane, maybe they, you know, they go for a forward, maybe probably Origi. Rigi, now we would we would really shaft him on the price now. In fairness, yeah. now as we are going to with Rigi anyway, because he's a bit of a like. Yeah, if you're going to take our cult heroes, you're going to have to pay for it. Like, yeah, Rigi is a decent shout now. He is a very good squad player. I'll give him that. And um, maybe not for Liverpool in the future, but for certainly a Premier League team, he'll do a job for them. Um, but Rigi's a decent shout too. Um, have you got anything, Burkwa, or are you going to stick to Maitland Niles? I, I- no, I don't want them to get Nate Lanaz, and I don't know what he would do for them. Um, <laughs> He's a spy. Like, He's on the club from the I inside. I don't know <laughs> Agent Niles. Um, I honestly don't know enough about the Spurs team other than That's... they're like, who's go- I suppose like they need someone who's good at buying dives and buying freeze. So Grealish. <laughs> yeah, Grealish. Yeah, Grealish seems like an obvious one, yeah. So we'll, we'll put him down for that. Um, Wolves. How about Wolves? Um, um, wolves, Wolves, Wolves. Well, 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 you Google search Wolves, and the grown-ups will make it. Will, will make an answer. <laughs> um, here, here's one for you, right? 
here's one for you. What if Wolves signed Sar from Watford? Ishmael Sar, yeah. He'd be fantastic for them. Mm. Oh my God, the crossover I never wanted. <laughs> Is this a crossover episode? No, shut up. I can't, my brain can't take this many W's. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Sarah would be my shout, I think. Uh, either way, or unless that already find a number 10 or like make a number 10 from their squad, um, that's the only thing I could think of, really. They do no, play I a certain way. Yeah, I, I reckon, you know, Sarah would be a good one. Um, they could probably go for... Oh, Jesus. I'm trying to think of this. Because they have a very good squad as it is. Like it's, it, 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 I don't. I feel like I don't want to touch them because they're, they're they're just grand the way they are. In no, a weird way. I, I reckon they'd be really good with Maitland Niles in there because he's mm. got the energy to keep energy and the technique. So he's got the energy and the engine to keep up with the rest of that squad. But he's got a natural talent and technique level that's actually a notch or two above what they've got. So I reckon they'd it'd be good for, for them to get in and help everybody kind of raise their game. That's a decent shout. That's yep. a decent shout. Yeah, good. Um, I'm still reading there, so we'll move on then to. Just trying to figure out if it's Wofford. Um, I, I'm trying to think of your man's name at uh, the right back, the Portuguese right back for Dortmund. Is it oh, Guerrero. Guerrero. Rafael Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah. I go with uh, him because he's Portuguese, and Wolves, as I see here, love Portuguese players. That is that is genuinely true. That is literally the only thing you know about Wolves is that they're Portuguese. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Good talk. Um, Arsenal right this is a fun one oh. who should Arsenal go for Sabayas okay we really, we really do need to sign him just bite the bullet and just fucking pay the money either him okay. or that um, the other guy we've been linked with uh, Auer yes Auer is a very strong candidate like I've seen clip of whatever what I've seen of him in the Champions League such a fucking vibe of Fakir off him before Fakir like died a death with his knee um, and he does look like the type of player you need in that midfield, like a, just a marauder, just take the ball, run. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I I would probably endorse our. Um, although I am going to go for someone else. Um, I think you guys should do as much as you can to sign Thiago. Oh, Thiago. Yeah, I think you lads need Thiago more than we do. Now, granted, by all accounts, it looks like we have dibs on him, either not this season or the next, but. Uh, like if it's only if he's only going for thirty million, you can afford that. In comparison to whoever else you're going for, um, get him. You, your midfield needs creativity, and the band is born creativity. Like <laughs> that's what he does, you know. So like out of all the teams in the world that needs a player like him, I think Arsenal are desperate for it. So yeah, do as much as you can to get him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I I do like him. I do like him and I have no issues if we are able to sign him. Um, but yeah, if we were going to get someone completely, completely new and surprising and fun, I'd say Denise O'Sullivan for the Arsenal women. I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, though, in fairness. Lord, Lord no, that squad needs depth. Yes, very <laughs> much so. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, we, no. we had a conversation before this podcast uh, during the week about Wijnaldum doing a job for you in the Arsenal midfield. Oh, yeah. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, for the men's team, for that shitty men's team. Yeah, I'll go with, yeah. um, with Wijnaldum. I think that's the kind of player we kind of need someone 
decent in midfield. Just someone with a pair of fucking balls. Let's be fair. Like that's what he does. That's what he's good at. And someone who doesn't give away fouls like Xhaka, he actually does play football in the midfield. You know, I I, I just want to stress that again for anyone from Liverpool Twitter listening in. He actually plays football like he's paid to do. Anyway, um, now again, another tricky one, lads. Sheffield United. I don't really have anything for this one. I think they need firepower. I'd say they'd be happy enough to sign like uh, Lacazette. Lacazette. Mhm. Yep. I'm surprised. You, I'm surprised Lacazette would he go down the, the league that much? That's what I'm kind of curious. No, about. no, no. But uh, like you're just saying, like this is just spitballing. Like if yeah, they could yeah. sign, if they could sign anybody, um, I was like, yeah, they'd probably be better off like going they, they need firepower you know they mm. absolutely fucking need it maybe they could go in for the, the Celtic and Rangers guys oh well. yeah yeah that's good yeah I, I, I might endorse Edward on that one because he yeah. seems like a very fluid player um, well, it has to be to deal with overlapping centre-backs you know kind of deal with the fact that it's his uh, <laughs> it's his centre-back that's slinging in the cross to him and he's like the fuck are you doing up here <laughs> Yeah. No, actually, do you know what? I'll tell you who I'll, who I'll sign on this one is uh, our youngster Brewster. Oh. I, I th- it looks like now, the thing about him is that if Origi is leaving, he's staying, and if Origi is staying, he's leaving on loan. Obviously, now I think we'll get another year out of Origi, and then he's going to Pastures New. And um, whereas with us, we're trying to find the right club for him to go to to score goals. And really, your Ireland's are looking for a club that needs a striker like him. So he's going, to men- he's going to be mentioned a few times coming up, but I think Brewster is a solid show for Sheffield because like, if you're learning from like, such a complicated like, but really cool system like Sheffield, you're doing well. You know? And if you can hit the ground running, you're proving how talented you are and it's just making your life at Liverpool a whole lot easier. So I'd go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Burkwell, have you any Irish players you want at uh, Sheffield United? Um, no, I was going to say Lacazette, but maybe, um, oh, I was trying to think of his name, um, Parrot. Oh, yes. Ah, yeah, that would have been a good one. He's gone to Millwall um, on loan, but oh. again, there's always January, you can always cancel the loan. I think he'd be a great shout though, because he's a fucking solid target man. Didn't so. John Egan sign a contract extension with them? Yes, Five yeah, years, yeah. Yeah, fair play to him. Oh. Good stuff, lads. Good stuff. Um, okay, Burnley. Burnley. Um, what do Burnley need? What are Burn? What is Burnley? Well, essentially, they need to replace Hendrick because they've lost Hendrick, haven't they? And the four, yeah. Yeah. So they need they need a wide player and a central midfielder. So. Mm. Grealish. Yeah. <laughs> they could get Grealish, they'd be delirious. Um, <laughs> like, it's obviously not going to happen, but no. like, this is our, like, oh, who would do well at this club? Probably Grealish. Mm. He, that would be a steal. Still get to be, he would still get to be a big fish in a small pond. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, he probably would get battered for wearing his socks the way he does, but... <laughs> yeah, Sean Dyke's actually eaten. Actually, I'd go with um, Sar would be good on there with for with for them. Ooh, Sar. Oh, that would be tasty, yeah. That would be tasty. Um, yeah, it's a tough one for me. I, I know, I'm not that, like, <laughs> I, I know of the Burnley side, but I don't know of them 
personally. Um, so I probably they could yeah, I think a central midfielder would do the job. Um you know, I'll go with um Will Hughes from Watford. Because I think he was hard done by leaving, so I think he'd be a decent shout. Because he's uh, on fire? He is on fire. No, that, that's that's um that's another guy you're thinking of. Oh yeah, it's not him. <laughs> but it's Will Gregg you're thinking of. Will Gregg, yeah. Yes. Um so let's move it on then to uh, Liverpool Juniors or uh, Southampton as we like to call them. Um, they've got a few holes in the team now. In fairness, like you can kind of like they, they have invested in defence and midfield already. So um, where else do you think they could do well in? Southampton. Yes. Uh, hang on, I've just accidentally hit the DPI on my mouse. That's a bad sign. No, it's just, it just means that the mouse cursor then just flies all over the kip. <laughs> also bad. <laughs> Southampton. Um, they need a right back. They mm. absolutely fucking need a right back. Name a decent right back. <laughs> I, I, I actually... was just going to say Colin Chambers. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, Chambers is a good show. Chambers is a good as one. As yeah. a as a CM. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's a lot better as a DM. He'd be a great uh, uh, replacement for Hollyberg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, that, that Valerie guy that they have is not just not up to it. No, I don't think so. And they got, uh, they got Salisu coming in as well, don't they? From they do have Valerie. Salisu coming in. Yeah, he's a he's a centre back, so they do got that covered. Yeah, they need a they need a right back. I mean, yeah. yeah, they could probably get Chambers. Can, I'll go. Can... F- uh, who I was going to go for? Um, oh yes, uh, Max Ahrens from Norwich. I think ah. he could. I think he'd be a decent prospect for them. Um, looks like a player who can develop, um, and someone they can sell on for a big dosh later on. Um, so I think that'd be a good shout for them. Um, and I think that's we have. That's the lot for. I think you bow in for Chambers there, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Another really hard one, lads. Everton. How the fuck do you cure this Everton? Oh, where do you start? Everton, by the way, who was treated, who were treated down to Blackpool after thirty minutes in a preseason. Ah, uh, they pulled that one back though, didn't they? To three, three. That night, that night in Blackpool. As um, basically, they just need an entirely new midfield. <laughs> they need everything. Yeah. They, need, they need a new midfield. They need cover for their fullbacks. Um, oh, hang on. Maitland Niles. Yeah, <laughs> to play all of these positions. They, all of them. They all, they, but what I would say they really do need, uh, because they can cash in on their existing one for a bit of money, is they need a new goalkeeper. Mm, they need to get yes. rid of Pickford. I reckon they should go for maybe Pope or Henderson. Now, probably would get Henderson. But Pope, they could probably snag Pope. It might sack Paul because Burnley are stuck for money apparently, um, yeah. so they might do that. If the only thing that's decent somehow about Everton is that they got cash and they've yeah. got so um, got Carlo Ancelotti. If I was patrolling a good keeper for a team to buy, um, Trap um, oh, from Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah, he is a solid goalkeeper. Very, very he is, yeah. yeah. He is a good, good show. Uh, yeah. I'll actually second. I'll actually second that, and I'll go for another goalkeeper. I think is quite decent and hasn't really been ranked that well. Uh, Alex Merritt. He's uh, one of the Napoli goalkeepers. Oh. Uh, he gets. He's a second. He's a deputy to uh, Ospina at the moment. 
Um, but really doesn't he always see it's it, it's a weird thing about him. He's a really good goalkeeper. He's always used to be number two at the clubs he's at because he was the same with Juve and Udinese, strangely, and then at like Napoli. He's always the deputy. It's like let him go, then let him be wander free. Actually, I, I'll, I'll replace that because I, I realized who I was actually talking to about there, Sergio Romero. Man United uh, backup. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, he never seems to get a game. So I'd yeah, say he's quite good. Yeah, with, with Henderson now in the fold, I'd say like if they're going to keep him, Romero has to go to pastures new. He definitely does. I mean, he can take like they can't. He, I mean, he only just barely put up with being number two, and he only did it because he was number two to De Gea, who at that yeah. point was killing it. Now De Gea has gone up. If De Gea's gone totally off the boil and they're just going to go, right, we'll just slot in Henderson while De Gea gets his head back mm. together. Uh, Romero, you can stick around as the number three. He's going to go, fuck, I am not being a third string keeper. Fuck <laughs> shit. Exactly, yeah. He's going to go on to go, yeah. Yeah, no, nailed on, nailed on. Uh, okay, moving on then, Newcastle. Tricky one, this one, because they're not going to spend any fucking money this summer. Um, well, they've been too busy trying to get themselves sold. <laughs> uh, fuck selling any players I've been trying to sell the club yeah um, <laughs> so yeah um, they Pretty need good. firepower yeah they'd be actually in all fairness they'd be good going for like a, a, one of our strikers like uh, Lacazette Lacazette <laughs> like if anyone could get him they've gotten uh, like, the long staffs have actually signed contract extensions they have yeah uh, you know but the thing is, they need two strikers. They do. I need at least two. Um, they've just got no goals. There's no goals. Like, and the thing is, is that they've got, you know, they've actually got their midfield somewhat bolted together. Somewhat, they've got their shit together. Yeah, they got the, the workings of a good key of a good midfield there, and Jeff Hendrick coming in then to like put the whole thing together. So you know, and they've got Saint Maximum there. Dubravka's a solid goalkeeper. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, uh, again, I think Bruce, Bruce, I quite like Steve Bruce for nurturing young players. So I'd really like him to, to give Brewster a year. And I yeah. think like I think he's actually quite nice enough to give him a year as well. Like he does. I see, the thing is, I don't think, like Newcastle really, really do need shit. Like they do need, they need people to come in for four years, like on a four year deal and really like to, to devote themselves to the black and white. Like they really mm. do need proper fucking players who will stick around they can't go they can't run with lone strikers it just it doesn't work it leads tried it and it never it did not work mm, yeah. true because yeah. anybody who lights it up at Newcastle they're, they're not going to be able to sign Um. so yeah I'm like, I reckon they could take a chance on some like on some really decent strikers like there's a, a whole host of like out of form strikers who just need a shitload of game time well, Callum Wilson maybe yeah or, T- or Pookie. Ah, yeah, Pookie. Pookie might do it. Um, I, if we're talking about really young prospects and stuff, um, Lillian Turham's son, Marcus Turham. Oh, that's a... If they can get him, they're doing well. Like, doing that... Well. Like... Uh, but I was like, I think he's actually quite a lot better than Newcastle standards and may, mm. maybe for one of the higher teams of the league could be an option, but... Uh, yeah, no. Uh, again, I'm just kind of looking back over my Bundesliga stats, and I was like, "Oh yeah, him. He was class." Mm, 
No, no, Thuram's a decent shout, like, because again, he'd be another one they could, like, get maybe on a loan and then they get someone more. Per- like, if they are getting two strikers, they get someone experienced, like, on a permanent deal and then get someone young as a, as a kind of the, the counterweight. So, no, that's, that's possible. Um, I think it's the same story here for Crystal Palace, isn't it? Like, the, the strikers they need, like, someone who can actually put the ball in the goal and not around the goal. <laughs> isn't it? Like, it's the same story with them. You get in yeah. the goal. Cuckoo. <laughs> Their goal, not our goal. I think um, this club is made for well. Troy Deeney. I don't... See, I don't think so. Uh, because I think... I look at that squad and I think it's too fucking old. Mm. That's very So, yeah. you know, um, I'd say, like... You know, they they could probably, like, fork out for Brewster. Like, you know, I mean, like, they wouldn't mm. be able to buy him because Klopp seems to be wedded to him. Yes, that is true. Um, so yeah, like, but the, the they need every, but they need they need everything in every position. Like you know, they need, um, you know, I would start there. I would start with a decent midfield. I would say they could probably get that Sanguisa guy off Fulham. Ah, Sanguisa, yeah. Well, he's he. I think he's going back to Villarreal, but yeah, like he, if he can snag him, all good and well. Um, yeah, he's, 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 a, well. he's a superb midfielder, mm. and. He's somebody they can build around. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I think uh, I, I'm going to focus on that. I think they have really terrible goalkeepers, personally. Um, like oh. I've seen Gaeta and Hennessy. I just think like they're not Premier League keepers. They're pretty bad, you know. And I think it's I think it's because like the league currently has he has quite serviceable keepers in, at really low clubs. So when I see them comparatively, right, yeah. you know, I think uh, they should go for one. So I'm going to go for Ben Foster. Um, okay. I think he's a great pair of hands. I think he's a he's a solid keeper. He hasn't deteriorated really, and um, with age, like if you can get him on a cheap deal, fucking get him in. I think he's a cracking Fair keeper. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Brighton's a tough one as well. Um, oh yeah. Um, so, like, like for what they are, they, they have a very decent like like squad, but like it's just where do you what do you what are they lacking? If you know what I mean, like I, I okay. don't. Okay, again, this may shock you, but I'm gonna say Maitland Niles. <sighs> yeah, Maitland Niles, I think makes sense here. It does. Yeah. Um, like he's a good he's a, he's a good player. He, I think he he's actually linked with them. Yeah, I think he's. They, they are one. Of the, they are one of the clubs that are looking at getting getting him in. So I think that is a that is a chance. Um, I think uh, again I'll, I'll probably have to jockey back on the Maitland Niles one I don't really see anything else they can really improve on I will say they've done a fucking great deal getting Lalana in um, just like if he can keep him fit he's such a good player on his day yeah, like, he no, does, he's just so talented and like it is so, it is such a shame that like um, he didn't really get uh, as much of a chance in the last few years because of the injuries and so forth um, but it just the standard of the, of the of the of the squad, he just couldn't keep up with, you know. So uh, I think they just done great business, just getting him in anyway. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah, Maitland Niles for him. Yeah, I, I think they will will agree with that as well. I think Maitland Niles yeah. all round for Brighton. Uh, West Ham. Um, I can uh, Where do you start with them? Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of places they can work, they can do better on. Um, it's 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 troublesome. God, this- there's so many. Fucking shite hawks in that team. Mm, this is the trouble. Uh, I think they I'm... need a, a really, really sturdy midfield. 
Um, mm. I feel like they try and do transition play, but it just doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, so you're looking but, for kind of a counter-attacker more so. Yeah, may, yeah. Um, but I don't know who that would be. Maybe Grealish, again, if we're going to go with... Um, I, have, I actually have one for you player. on this one. Um, Callum McGregor from the Celtic side is a very, very good player on the counter. Um, he was, I think Brett Rogers wanted to sign him for Leicester last season and he got priced out of it, which is weird for Celtic. Um, but he's very much like um, Stuart Armstrong for Southampton, more or less the same player. So like, if they could get him in, I think he'd be a great signing for him for, for that West Ham side, as it were. So I can offer you McGregor for that one if you want. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I'll go with that. I'll take your word on that one because yeah, um, yeah. No, no, he's he's a good signing. Um, for me, I was going to focus on their centre backs, and I think West Ham really do need that type of like, like Issa Diop is a good player inherently. So I would say like if they're going to go with that, get someone in who can kind of temper that a bit, and I think a natural signing would be Chris Smalling. Oh. I think that's his level now. I think like West Ham is his level. I think he can kind of stick claim to like a, like a position in a team like that. And with his time in Roma, he's fucking reinvented himself. He looks really good in the Italian league. I now for what it's worth, I think he's going to go back to Roma myself permanently. But if West Ham can hijack a deal, I think they should personally. Okay, um, that sounds good. <laughs> so Neil, what then just Rob Holding on loan. Yeah. Yes, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that's a decent shout. Because, um, yeah, you, you, you have plenty of them as it is. So maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, share the love a bit. Um, so, yeah, um, that's grand. So we, we'll move on then to Aston Villa. Um, tough on this one. I think, like, striker, just for the love of God, um, sign one. Like, how, how are you finding this so difficult to have every to have all the, the ingredients of a counter-attacking team and not have a striker? It makes no sense. Um, I have, I have, I, the obvious candidate for me is the one they got promoted with, uh, Tammy Abraham. Because let's face it, they've got Werner now, Giroud's the deputy, Abraham's only game time. Put in a cheeky bid, see what happens. You might even Maybe Giroud, because Giroud uh, is older, the older prospect. Mm, and is fairly prolific still. Yeah. Mm, interesting. That's, that's two decent shouts there. Um, what about yourself, Neil? What do you think of the Villa side? Yeah, they just need a, they need a centre-forward. Um, they keep spending money on, like, flops mm. <laughs> up front, and they've no fucking goals whatsoever. Um, you know, they keep fishing around in these fucking shitty Turkish leagues for gambles that don't yeah. work. So, Origi? Yeah. Origi's a great show. Yeah, I, I think Origi would be a great show as well. Um, I don't know if he'll get the goals to keep them up, but he'd give it a good fucking go, I'd say. Like, I think he would. Um, it's, just a, it's just a matter of, like, if it'll work out for him or not. And then we get to the promoted sides. This is the interesting one. If you were to sign one player for Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds, who would it be and why? They need another striker. They need a... We can give them uh, Marlo Sanfield again. (laughs) Yeah. Actually give them Nketiah on a permanent. Um, Yeah, they they need a proper striker. They need a striker of Premier League capability. Actually, to be honest with you, Deeney would probably work for them. 
to somebody up front that they could hit balls to. Mm. And also somebody who could actually give, like somebody who could be a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, it's Marcelo Bielsa, so like they, they've got like the master. But like somebody who can grind shit out on that pitch. Like I don't like Dini, I hate him. I think he's a cunt. But um, yeah. Mm. But they need somebody up front with Premier League. Actually, fucking maybe Giroud might go actually well with them. Giro be I I I'd, yeah. I'd be fascinated to see Giro playing in a Bielsa team. <laughs> that would yeah. be interesting, <laughs> um, considering. Uh, what, what would you say, Bert Bob? What would you, who would you like to replace Bamford with? Um, literally anyone else. Um, <laughs> I was thinking maybe Giro, but maybe Laka. It, I, it'd be a fucking great loan signing. I'll be I'll be honest. Like he does play in the pocket quite well. Um, I've got one for you. He right? has that. He's yeah. got that bit of a, a dickish attitude to him that, like, he puts in the tackles, he puts in the work right off the ball. So, yeah. This is what I was talking. This is what I was going to discuss with my, my my pick. This is left field, but when I say it, you'll go, "Yes, this will work." You, if like Bielsa forwards are not traditional. Like they play, they make space for everyone else. So their their main prongs of attack are the width wide players like uh, Costa and Harrison and the fullbacks and then the marauding midfielders. You want someone to link all that together and to make spaces for other players. There is one player who does that already in the Premier League to great effect, David McGoldrick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could you imagine David McGoldrick learning under the Marcelo Bielsa tree? And potentially scoring more goals than Bamford. Like, he might not score goals full stop, but he's creating goals generally for that team. Like, I think he'd yeah. be a fucking smashing signing if you get him. Yeah, that's a great shout. That is mm. a great, great, great shout. Or alternatively, Shane Long did the exact same job. Yeah. Um, I like Shane Long where he is. Mm. I know, I know you do. Yes, <laughs> yes, let's, let's not go there. Um, West Brom. This is a tough one because... Uh, this like for me, West Brom are destined to go down, so it doesn't really matter who they sign. For me, they are just like they're a championship side still. Um I don't really know who you could give to them to help them. I don't know what they I, I don't know anything about them. Yeah. Like this is gonna be like Watford are gone and they're just been replaced by West Brom. Yeah, I know. It's it's more or less the same. Uh for what it's worth, like they're they, they are um they're managed by Slavin Bilic who uh, was a West Ham manager for a spell. Yeah. Um, you've got Charlie Austin as their main striker. Um, Livermore. Uh, they have a youngster called Dara O'Shea, who's doing really good stuff for them at the moment and will likely get called up to the Ireland squads next week. So he's a very good player for them. They've missed out their... They've lost their right back to Palace, actually, um, just before the end of the season. So they could be looking for someone in that front. I have a few decent, like, interesting... Uh, like young players they signed uh Matthias Pereira on a permanent deal he was their playmaker last season ultimately they're just a very functional side but like where do you start to improve them you know mm. I, can't, I don't really I, have I, any suggestions I have no suggestions I don't yeah. know what they're like I can't I can't help you there mm. you could probably go in and like again goals are always good to invest in they could probably go like for Pookie or somebody like that Pookie's or that, uh, shows, yeah. or that Stepperman, you know, who was Pookie's kind of wingman. Mm. Yeah, no, I think Pookie's a good shout there. Um, I, you know, fucking just for the crack, let's get Phil Jones to West Brom. <laughs> Come on, like that's that, that's gonna be fun, isn't it? Like just watch him going. 
just every now and then, like, you know, because we're not going to... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's get Gnabry back to them. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, here's one for you. What if you, what if you shifted Mustafi out to West Brom? Sure. Yeah, Socrates. there we go. <laughs> Socrates. Oh, wow. Yeah, Socrates, Socrates and Bilic. Give them the, the two team. of them. Two for one deal. <laughs> uh no. Um, so, last but not least, then is Scott Parker's Fulham. Um, I have one. I have one as well. Uh, Alan we'll Chambers. With... Fuck yeah, that was mine. That was mine. I was gonna say, like, he was brilliant for them when they were in the Premier League last season. Yeah. Like Scott Parker gets Callum Chambers. It just, it just seemed to work, and um, like. Such I I never seen someone just like take to a position so quickly than him at Fulham. It's so bizarre, and like even uh, now since he's like now since Fulham have gone away, like he doesn't seem to even have a home at Arsenal. I know he's been injured and all that, but still, like it's yeah. it just didn't seem right now he, that he's out of that team. So yeah, no, I I say like get Callum permanently, like make him your star signing because I think yeah. like wanted to initially around him. Yeah, no, I I think I think that he's the he's the man to get. Like if anything, he's the only one you should get. Yep. Yep. That is that is it. So Scott, if you're watching, I know you do. Um, <laughs> uh, sign Callum Chambers. Announce Cal- announce Chambers now. That that's what we're asking for here. <laughs> um, and that's it. That is our transfer market sweep. Um, again, quite a lot of interesting signings there. I don't know. I'm going to keep this list and see which ones come true. <laughs> um, I'm not expecting a lot. I'm going to be honest, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that, that is uh, that is a double header show then. Um, when we come back then on the football podcast, we're going to be pre- previewing the Premier League because as of the time of recording, it's about two and a half weeks away, lads. <laughs> it's, it's and there's a game next away. week. And there's a game next week. The, yeah. the Charity Shield, which uh, we will both have a very big interest in. I think it's fair to say. No, we won't. As we see who has the best youth academies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it'll be it'll be a competition to see who puts out the most banter team. Yes, that's it. That's it. We're gonna get a fucking uh, Robbie Fowler out of the mothballs just for yeah. the, just for one more game. Uh, you can get Ray Parler out. Like we can do with that. We can do a legends game, right? Like there's yeah. no rules against it. <laughs> so we can do it that way. Anyway, thank you very much for uh, for listening to these two podcasts. If you have, and um, mm-hmm. give us a follow on Monday Madness LP to keep track of everything that we're doing on podcast wise, stream wise, all that sort of stuff. And of course, our videos on YouTube, which you can subscribe on at either Monday Madness or on our side channel, Nerds Are Us, which you may be indeed listening to this uh, podcast on. So, from me and Neil. And, and me. And Burkwa. I was going to say to you, Burkwa, I was going to go Neil, baby Aaron, then <laughs> I was going to give you last billing. But no, that's fine. We'll just, we'll just if you want to interrupt, that's okay. You know, you can do the outro instead. Yay! You, no, you do the outro now. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Fuck y'all.